Getting tattooed. I had I, I had a, I had this Texas tattoo. And I had it since 2008, right? And I got it in um, I got it while I was in Seattle, and I got it right before I went on the Ugly Head tour uh, back in 2007, 2008. Um, like it was just it was symbolic, you know, to have the the Texas uh, state tattooed on me. And then just traveling out of Seattle in a rock band, uh, going all over the place, and wanted a way to kind of represent, you know, what the home was. Uh, and also, if anything went wrong on tour, and like they just found like a body, yeah, they would know. Okay, well, if we send him to Texas, he'll be close to home somehow. I thought that was, uh, that was for sure part one, uh, part of it, but but the guy that did it, um, it's bugged me ever since. They, and I didn't realize until I got it touched up today. I got it like re relined and uh, shaded in that there was parts missing. There was parts. Uh, added and there was parts missing from the tattoo and i guess that's why it always bothered me because i just it just looked so uh misshapen you know uh and then he also added a little bit of louisiana on the side uh like he just the sides just went too far out uh for the texas uh shape and that's been bugging me for since 2008 you know and I was like, it's a it's a big it's a big tattoo, so I was like, I can't just cover it up. It's a big black tattoo. I can't just cover it up, you know. It's not gonna look right. I'd have to go bigger, just to cover it up or whatever. And uh, so I decided to get it fixed. Finally, something that's been bothering me for like years. And I did nothing about it. You know, I was doing nothing about it. And I would just let it, like, obviously I got used to it. You know, 2008 is 2021. Like, obviously I just got over being annoyed by it. I got over, like, hating it, you know, feeling like, oh, well, it's, that's a mistake that I made, you know, getting a bad tattoo of the Texas State. Uh, you know, that's my mistake. So, uh, my punishment is to just suffer with it, you know, just live with it, you know. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Nobody really, you know, nobody called me out on it. That's just like me. I knew that I didn't like it, you know. It bugged me on the side, like that he added like Louisiana, and it's it's wild, dude. Like, uh, I I went to a, an old uh, high school buddy of mine. He's got he's getting back into tattooing and stuff. And uh, super stoked about his his uh, 
his journey on that, you know. So I, I I knew for sure that I wanted to get some work done by him, you know. And I'm gonna get some more tattoos, uh, you know. Uh, I'm gonna get all tatted up stuff that I've been wanting to get for years that I just kept holding off, pulling off, putting off, you know. I'll wait for a better opportunity or wait for the perfect opportunity to get it done and uh, you know whatever and then like time just kept kept going you know and i'm not not getting the the tattoo fixed the tattoo that i hate i'm not getting it fixed uh i'm not getting any of the other tattoos because i'm still waiting and then homeboy starts uh getting back into tattooing and i was like man i want to support want to support his his you know small you know small business or you know entrepreneurship and all that stuff uh and then i wanted to get tattoos so it does something to your body like the adrenaline the like the pain causes the adrenaline to kind of kick in so it doesn't hurt as much blah blah, blah, whatever you know uh and i'm drinking but that was like also like therapeutic too you know the pain and then the you know the chemicals moving in the body the adrenaline pumping uh all that stuff you know you get you get a high from it you get a high from it you know and uh and then i'm drinking too you know but feeling good i got the texas uh tattoo cleaned up i got it fixed it looks so fucking amazing i'm like I'm pretty amazed and I'm I'm happy with it. It's not that I was that I didn't want the Texas tattoo. It's just that it didn't look I didn't like the way it came out. And I didn't like the way it came out when I got it. And I just kept uh I just kept it, you know, I didn't do anything about it. And I just I spent the whole time just trying to convince myself that I wasn't bothered by it anymore. You know? But I was you know i was so it was it's i didn't realize i didn't realize how happy like it would make me to get it fixed you know i didn't realize that i i i honestly didn't think i could fix it you know like just go over it reline it you know i thought i had to do something completely different and i was like oh, i don't know what i'm going to get i don't know how i'm going to cover it up whatever So when I went to go talk to, uh, talk to my friend Abel, you know, and uh, going over different ideas, because I got a few little little tattoos that I want to get here and there, band lo- logos and, and different logos and stuff, uh, images that I've been wanting to get. And, uh, and I was just like, you know, I don't know if he can't. Like, I was just talking, asking questions and stuff. I was like, is it possible to fix this tattoo, you know? I showed him the part that I didn't like, the extra Louisiana part on the Texas tattoo, on the side of the Texas tattoo. Looked like a Louisiana uh, tumor starting. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, we'll just we'll reline it. And then I could put some uh, skin tone ink on the Louisiana part, the extra Louisiana part, and knock it out of there, you know? Dude, I'm pretty stoked about this tattoo. And it's so weird because I already had this tattoo. And all I did was get it fixed. Uh, get it more lined up. 
fill 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 in uh, where it's faded or whatever. And it came out fucking good, dude. It fucking looks good. But I was thinking about that, like, on top of the adrenaline rush of just getting tattooed, I I just I feel like a, a re, like relieved that I finally got it fixed, that I finally fixed something that. I never liked. You know? Like, yeah, of course, I'm just talking about a tattoo, but that could apply to anything. You know? Fix something that you don't like and imagine what how you're going to feel about it when it's fucking taken care of, when it's fucking fixed, when it's fucking done. You know? Uh, I felt bad because I got blocked out a three hour session and it didn't take long. It didn't take long. He did the Texas tattoo. That That's what he spent most of the time on. And then I wanted to get a, a tribute tattoo for my mom. And uh, like we always we always thought I, I always thought, you know, and my family's always thought that my mom had always had a very natural, interesting uh, penmanship, her handwriting, you know. It just it, it decorated the page, you know. It didn't matter what she was writing, if it was birthday cards or uh, the budget, you know, the monthly budget, writing out the monthly budget, uh, grocery lists, anything. Like just she just she put always put effort into her handwriting, uh, or maybe it wasn't maybe it was effortless, but she just had very significant uh, handwriting. And so as as a tribute, like I knew I wanted to get something uh, in her handwriting tattooed, you know, but uh, I couldn't decide what I couldn't decide what like. And then I don't, I don't have like a lot of this other, her notebooks and stuff and uh, storage, you know, but from what I had here, I had our, our old family uh, Bible. And uh, and she wrote she wrote uh, in there you know she wrote her, uh, her kids names and their baptisms and uh, all that stuff. So I I got I got uh, my name the way she would write out my name. Uh, I got that tattooed. That didn't take long at all. Ten minutes tops. Mirrored image. It looks it looks it's I mean he he hand he traced it. You know, he put my my mother's handwriting on uh, on the tattoo. You know, as a tattoo, <clears throat> uh, and so that was cool, man. I was I'm pretty pretty happy with getting the tattoo fixed. Uh, he really did an amazing job for that. We still got we got we got some more touch up to do. I mean, it's not it's not completely finished, but it's it's definitely a whole lot better than than what I brought to him. You know. But yeah, but just the whole thing about the whole thing about just living with stuff that you don't like. You know? Like that tattoo made me unhappy. 
it didn't destroy me. It didn't fuck up my life, but it was just, it just it was it it was a irritating thing. It became an irritating thing to constantly being reminded on because it's on my forearm. So it's like there. It's like always there. It's never not there. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I just live with it. I just live with it. And I was like, oh well, that's that's my punishment. You know, to live with it. But I feel a whole lot better now that it's fixed, you know. And I'm gonna keep going back and getting more tattoos and stuff and and yeah, man, I'm digging it, dude. I'm I'm in a I'm in a really good place right now. Uh yeah. I I had a uh another therapy appointment. He we had to like move move West Saturday up because he's gonna be out of town. So I had back to back Saturday therapy appointments. Uh, went to the the woodshed uh, studios to play drums for a couple hours after my therapy session. You know, did that felt good, getting my chops back little by little. But uh, it's getting there. I think I'm ready to start jamming with people. I think that's gonna be the next step. Just start jamming, getting in a room, other musicians, making noise, seeing what happens. You know, uh, ready to do that. I did go because I still don't have a drum set on my own. I did go price out some drums and go look at some pawn shops and stuff to see what I could find. Uh, not a lot of stuff in the pawn shops. Uh, wasn't surprised about that. But, um, yeah, I think I found the drum set that I want to get. I haven't ordered it yet because I'm still looking at the marketplace on Facebook and. Craigslist just to see if anything a better deal happens a better deal comes up you know I don't want to pay a lot right now because uh, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do with it I don't know if it's going to be just a part time hobby like it's like it's been you know just jamming out on Saturdays every other Saturday something like that or if it's going to be something that I get back into you know I know for sure I don't want to pay too much I like deals. And I like deals. I don't want to spend too much money on something that I'm not going to be using like 100% of the time, you know. But I am stoked about getting back into drums and, and maybe start jamming with people. And uh, getting more tattoos, man. I'm stoked about that. Got to get all covered up. Face tattoos. Neck tattoos. I would get neck tattoos, but I'm very ticklish. So, so I probably won't get any neck tattoos. But uh, but face tattoos? Anything could happen. I'll tell you that much right now. Anything could happen. Uh, Probably not. I'm going to do whatever I do uh, depending on I get permission from the wife. She says no face tattoos, but I'm pretty sure she'll change her mind. I'm probably like she'll probably like be mad about it, like for a couple of days, and then she'll get over it, and then she'll just laugh about it, or not, you know. <laughs> but uh, now, nah, so feeling good, you know. Everything's pretty pretty much uh, positive for the most part, you know. 
And that's new. That's a new thing. Uh, but who knows, man? Everything in moderation, and that includes happiness, I guess, you know? You can't be happy all the time, man. That that gets boring, right? Something like that? I don't know. But yeah, dude. Oh, man. So, uh, I don't know why I got super excited. But uh, did this uh, emo night? And I've heard about it. You know, like, I know that there's emo nights are kind of a big thing and stuff. Never knew about it. Never knew what it was. You know, I just knew about it. You know, heard of it, you know. But my, my homie, uh, Brandon Potter, he's a real big uh, Silverstein fan. Silverstein fan, you know. And uh, and so he follows this guy, the singer, uh, Shane Toad. And uh, so Shane was coming in town to, to DJ the emo night at uh, Brass Monkey. And went to that, uh, me and the wife, we went to that. We met up with, with, with Potter and his wife and some other friends, and Joey Smith. And uh, uh, and it was fun, man. Like, the vibe was just fucking cool. Like, I felt like everybody was familiar there. I kept asking my wife, I was like, do we know any of these people? Because they look, like, familiar and stuff. And it was just, like, just listening to music, fucking loud you know, emo stuff, you know, like Sales Sin and fucking uh, Taking Back Sunday and uh, Dashboard Confessional, stuff like that, you know, like, and people are just fucking, everybody's singing along and there's a fucking mosh pit going on on a DJ set. That was wild. Uh, and I was just vibing, dude. I was just fucking getting into it, getting like, singing along to songs that I hadn't heard in, in fucking years, dude. And, uh, being at a bar, being at a club like that, a packed club, you know, no face mask, no fucking nothing, dude. Not giving a fuck. It was nice, dude. It was nice. It was fun. You know, we were only there for like an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, but it was nice. The, the wife was having fun. We were just, you know, there chilling, making fun of some people because there were some drunk uh, people. I don't know if they were drunk. They were probably on some pills or something. But uh, they were entertaining for a while to, to watch and mock and all that stuff. Um, so that, that was fun, dude. And like just being in that vibe made me want to play music even more, dude. You know? Like just play music even more. Uh, just having fun, like singing along, playing like the old songs, just the feeling of it. You know, loud music, fucking pumping, not being able to understand anybody. And, like, my, my hearing's bad, dude. My hearing's really bad. So, if you're trying to talk, like, there, I feel bad. Like, people were trying to talk to me, and I was like, what? dude, I have no idea what you're saying. I have no idea what you're saying right now. It sounds important, and I wish I could hear you, but I have no idea what you're telling me right now. Uh, which scares me, dude. Like, it kind of scares me. You know, it would suck to lose my hearing. Uh, I would definitely wear a hearing aid if I had to, if I needed, like, if I needed one for sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, no, I can't wear, you know, I don't want people to see it. Or I don't give a fuck. 
want to hear. Hearing's nice, dude. You ever try hearing, bro? You even hear, bro? <laughs> but uh, I am wearing uh, ear protection when I play drums. Uh, it's not that bad. Uh, makes the drum sound better. Makes the feel sound better. Dude, I remember like just learning how to play drums. Like, I'm I I was banging on stuff ever since I was a kid. You know, like young dude, young. And I had like toy drum sets, and I had like toy like electronic kits. Uh, growing up, like I always had something like a, a, something to fucking beat up. You know, I always had something uh, to drum on. You know, always. And, uh, but I wasn't good, dude, at all. I didn't get good till I got into high school. So imagine my, my, my mom and my sister is just fucking listening to like fucking all the time, you know, nonsense, fucking noise, dude, <laughs> all the time for years, bro, for years banging on pots and pans just like making nonsense noise you know it's it was punishment i was i was punishing them with fucking sound like noise pollution you know for years bro never told me shit you know never fucking never once discouraged me to do to just make noise you know uh that's that's important that's very important, you know. But I didn't start learning how to really play and read music and play music and all that stuff in a music way till high school. And I joined the band. Usually people are in band in middle school. So in middle school, they learn how to read music. They learn, like, all the fundamentals. And then... Uh, High school marching band, that's when shit gets real, you know. But you already know the stuff. You already know the fundamentals. I didn't. I had nothing. All I wanted to do was play drums and make noise. And, you know. So I went, my freshman year, I, I did, I, I knew nothing of, of fundamentals or anything like that, you know. So what they did is <laughs> they wrote a. Uh, apart for me which uh became like well, like it became my identity like I, it wasn't a big deal to anybody else but it just became like my thing like oh this is my part this is what i do now <laughs> and that was just playing the hi-hat just the hi-hat the little small symbols that you sit right like right next to the snare drum that you ride on you, you do the rhythm on and all that stuff that's the hi-hat. That's what I played all my freshman year was just the hi-hat. I would take that shit to the pep rallies, dog. <laughs> like, they're like, where's the rest of the drum set? Like, no, nah, just a hi-hat today, you know? <laughs> and I just like, for that one song, it was the drum break that, you know, the drum feature or whatever. And my job, start to finish, the whole way through 
was just to play straight sixteenths on the hi hat, and that's just you know, nonstop, start to finish, straight sixteen. I had to put a little kick behind it, you know, because it had to be a little little spicy. I had to put a little spice on it. And I was like, you need me to spice up these hi-hats? I got you, bro. I fucking, I'll spice them up for you. And uh, at first I was embarrassed. I was like, I, this is you, this is all you're giving me? This is it? This is all I play? Hi-hats, bro? Uh, but then it was like, no, I, I'm playing the hi-hats. The hi-hats, that's me. That's what I'm doing. Uh, but it was funny, dude. Like I can't, like I can't believe I took because you can't, you can't hear it really. It doesn't. It does. It's 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 a very undercover, uh, symbol situation. You know, I mean, when you open it up and you like when you rock out and open it up, like that's when you notice the hi hats. But other than that, like the hi hats are kind of just like in the background, literally, the background. But uh, I fucking ran with that, dude. I was the hi-hat section, <laughs> you know? There's a snare line, the uh, bass line, the quads. I was hi-hats, you know? And just with that, dude, like just with that, like that helped me learn how to that was the beginning of learning how to read music, how to, you know, learn all that stuff, breaks, how to count music, how to break it apart, you know, uh, how to, you know, how to read music. I learned how to read music being the hi-hat boy, the hi-hat section, (laughs) you know. And so, like, it took me a, it took me a while to get comfortable with just that, and then moving to drums, and moving to, you know, I went from that from I went from not knowing how to read music, not knowing how to play music, being the hi hat section, my freshman year, to my senior year being drumline captain. I think I was drumline I was drumline captain by my junior year. So my junior and senior year is drumline captain. A lot of pros and cons. Uh, There's a big old fucked up situation. Uh, A a Me Too moment before the Me Too moment was a thing. And uh, really ruined my life. But I'll talk about that on another time. (laughs) I'll talk about that one on another one. Another podcast. Uh, I want to cut this one short. But yeah, man. Just... Just doing the... Doing the stuff, man. Comedy's good. Uh, I had... uh, I put up a clip on the social medias at your homie Pat uh, of the, my, one of my COVID jokes. These COVID jokes, hopefully they're going to get old soon and can't like they won't like the audience won't like them. Uh, but I put one up on the social media about COVID, one of my COVID jokes. Uh, you can check it out if you like it. It's on YouTube as well, I think. I put it up on the YouTube shorts at uh, babacocore.com. You can find all that stuff. But... Uh, Camera's going good, feeling good about that stuff, uh, feeling good about therapy, feeling good about getting back into drums, uh, purchasing drum sets, got to get real with it, you know, it's got to be a real deal, uh, 
uh, with the drumming, man. I'm stoked about that. It feels good to get back into something that I really loved. Uh, stoked about the tattoo. I can't, I can't, I can't explain how uh, stoked I am that I got this tattoo fixed. And uh, yeah, that's very, very symbolic to me. Uh, and just getting tattoos very therapeutic. Uh, so yeah, man. Just I think that's gonna be my thing. Oh, let me. I was. I kept vamping and trying to pull up uh, Abel's uh, social media, his his handle, so y'all could check it out. Um, but then I would forget. But let me get it for y'all so y'all could. So he's on. Um, he's on Instagram at AB3 from TX Tattoo. Uh. Check him out, man. Like, so follow him on social media. Uh, if you like his stuff, support it. You know, uh, share, get the name out there if anybody's looking to get tattoos. Uh, but yeah, on Instagram, AB3 from TX Tattoo. And that's just the letter A, the letter B, the number three from TX Tattoo. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, man, uh, just feeling good, just doing stuff to feel good about myself. Thinking about bringing back uh, the Glass Clown uh, podcast, uh, but and I know as much as I shit on Streamyard or uh, Zoom or anything like that, I think, I think uh, bringing back the Glass Clown podcast, I'm going to do it uh, using one of those services, uh, just because it'll be easier. Uh, to record it'll be easier to make the the guests feel comfortable you know and hopefully it'll be easier to edit and post and all that stuff but we'll see uh so i, I am planning to bring back the glass clown podcast uh if you're uh you know a fan of that one i appreciate that uh, but yeah that's it for this week man i appreciate it uh any shows or anything i'll post up as soon as i know uh on the social media at your homie Pat. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for listening to the Pat at Hell podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. And I'll check back at you. I'll, I'm not going to say that I'll check back to you back with you next week, but I'll check back with you soon. I could promise that. Uh, but all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Twitter, and Instagram at your homie Pat and bubblecoldcore.com for all things. Later.